Welcome to Mama's Roots Are Showing podcast, where we recognize that we get one motherhood. If you'd rather not wing it, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nicolette, and I love researching all things motherhood related and then sharing what I discover to help moms live intentional, empowered, and joyful lives. If finding yourself in motherhood sounds better than losing yourself in motherhood, I invite you to join me as we explore the nooks and crannies of motherhood. Today, I am joined by my friend Kelly of Your Stronger Self. Kelly is a therapist with many years of experience. She's helped many women over the years live better lives. And today she is talking to us about how to use gratitude in motherhood because it is a very powerful tool. I will link Kelly's Instagram accounts and also her website in the show notes. So if you want to check her out, and I encourage you to do so, please look there. I am here with my friend Kelly, who I've known for years. Kelly is here to talk to us about gratitude today, why it can be such a tool in motherhood. Kelly, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, I am a mom of two. I'm married to my husband, who's actually friends with Nikki and her husband from, I don't know how long have you guys been friends, grade school, long, long time. I've been a school social worker for over a decade and just recently left the field because um, kind of in the meantime of that, I was um, starting my own private practice for women's mental health. So now I have a team of women that work alongside of me. It's my understanding that you work specifically with women, and that's from all walks of life, but you also work with young women, girls, correct? Yeah. So our practice is actually designed kind of support started because it was just me working by myself, wanting to really support moms because I was in the thick of it. I, I, I knew there was a little bit of a struggle in motherhood. I felt all of the beauty in motherhood, but really felt like, you know, if as a social worker, as a therapist, if I'm struggling, there's got to be other mamas struggling out there too. And I just really felt that if I needed a refresh on my own tools man, there must be some other moms out there that don't even have these tools that I have, right? So that's where I really felt like compelled and inspired to want to share more and work specifically with moms. And now as my practice has grown, I would say we still specialize in women's mental health. So, you know, really like those millennial women, but we also have women of all ages. So I would say our youngest is six, our oldest is, I'm not going to guess, but yeah, and we also have a few awesome men. So yeah, we just kind of specialize helping individuals understand themselves and the symptoms that they're experiencing related to like anxiety and depression and work and life stressors. Yeah, that's incredible. You come across as this very grateful person and very balanced. I've recently become more aware of just how powerful gratitude is. And I knew that it was going to help make a difference in my motherhood. And I thought, I need to talk to Kelly about this because you're always talking about being grateful and using it as a tool in our lives. And so today, that's what I want to unpack is just gratitude and specifically using that in motherhood. If you could kind of introduce us to gratitude, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. 
I think it's become a buzzword, but sometimes when something becomes a buzzword, people sort of just skate right past it. Right. Because they hear it all the time. And I think it really deserves to be paused and looked at and reflected on. So if you could just take a minute to tell us what gratitude is, what it isn't, some misconceptions about it, um, that would be really helpful. Sure. Can I tell you about my story about how I found gratitude myself? And I'll Oh my gosh. That. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because obviously as a therapist, like I feel like the science of gratitude is is still new, right? Like new science in mental health or in the health field in general is always like, you know, at least 20 to 30 years behind us. Then we finally get it as like the practitioners and share it with you, the public, right? Gratitude, I feel like has just begun having all this research just a few decades ago. And now that's where we all are super excited to be like, ah, that's that's helpful to know that it's actual a good practice to point our clients in that direction. So I would say probably four or five years ago when I was still working in the schools full time, I had just this lovely woman. I was invited to her house for a baby shower for a colleague of mine, and she is so positive, so optimistic, so happy. You kind of wonder like, is that just innate? Is that born within her? Does she do work to be this positive and happy and healthy all the time, right? And as I was leaving, I was just thanking her for having me in her home and telling her how much I enjoyed my time and how much I loved her home because it was around Christmas time and it was beautifully so cute, decorated, like every little thing had a cute little home and spot. And um, so I was just like a little in awe of that and wanted to share that with her. And she's like, oh, Kelly, thank you so much for telling me that. I'm going to write about you in my gratitude journal tonight. Thanks. Tell me about your gratitude journal. (laughs) Yeah, wait, stop. What's that about? Yeah. She used to be a kindergarten teacher, and she said back when she was teaching, like, years ago, her and her other kindergarten teachers were watching the Oprah show, and it was like one of Oprah's favorite things, this gratitude journal and the power of gratitude. So however many years ago that was for her, she started writing in the same gratitude journal every year. It was always a gift her husband gave her that Christmas, and she would just like write in it every year, year to year. So then I'm fired up. I'm like, I'm doing that. So that Christmas, because we're right around Christmas, I bought little mini gratitude journals for my sisters, my mom, my sisters-in-law, my mother-in-law. I'm like, guys, I've been doing this. I'm addicted. It feels so good. I want all of you to do it. They didn't quite get my enthusiasm at the time. I hope they did now (laughs) after all these years. Someone shared with me about their own practice. And I just knew how happy and authentic and like genuine that person was. So it was an easy extension to be like, I want to try that. How wonderful of her to share that one little snippet with you. And it put you on this trajectory. I know, truly, truly. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah. I should follow up with her. (laughs) Yeah, you Um, absolutely should. That's really cool. So then you just sort of started using it yourself and saw this big shift in your mindset? Or what was it like for you starting to use this practice? Well, that's where, like, I think I started learning more about it first, just because and I obviously started to practice it. I got on Amazon, ordered probably the cheapest journal you could find, and had it come to me as soon as possible. And I, I really 
started writing and quickly realized writing wasn't my thing as a mom of little kids. I was tired at night and didn't want to like lay uncomfortably in my bed journaling. And I also didn't have the time to set up a cozy like writing spot for myself at a table or on a couch. The journal idea felt good and I tried it for, you know, some time, but it didn't feel like sustainable for me. That's the thing about gratitude, right? Is that there's so many different ways that you can incorporate gratitude in the practice. That's what I like about it too, is that it's the practice of gratitude, just like anything in our lives. The practice of being physically fit, the practice of living life. We're all practicing to be our best self all the time. We're never perfect at it. It's never 100% A's all the time. We're always practicing and learning more to get better and feel better. It's interesting because you were talking about how there's new research coming out about it. And I'm sure you're familiar with Brene Brown. She's incredible. And I was listening to, this is probably like a year ago, I was listening to one of her talks on a podcast or on Audible or something. And she was talking about how in her research, because that's where she got her start, of course, was in research, that they tried to quantify happiness or joy, which is no small task. And what they ended up finding out was that people who considered themselves to be joyful, people that considered themselves to be happy, had this common denominator, and that was having a practice of gratitude. And Mm. I love her, and I love the way she explained it. She said, I do yoga. And she goes, what I mean by that is I wear yoga pants, and I have a yoga mat, and sometimes I do yoga. Yeah. That's not this. I'm not actually practicing yoga when I do those things. You need to actually practice gratitude. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was sort of this aha moment because I just thought, well, I'm grateful. Of course I am. Like I have this great life and I had a great childhood. And of course I'm grateful. And I look around me and I know that I am, you know, able to put food on my table. I am able to be with my children all the time. I have a husband that I love. All good. Of course I'm grateful. But I didn't have a practice of gratitude. I didn't even know that was a thing. And so when I was listening to her talk about that, it became so crystal clear how that is so different than just going through the motions of, oh, yeah, I'm thankful or to consider yourself grateful. But if you're not actually making a practice of it, you're not reaping the benefits of what gratitude can bring to you and, and into your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm still a work in progress. Like you said, it's a practice. I sort of go in and out of you know journaling and um, making it a practice. But I am so amazed by how powerful it is. Just the research that shows how big of an impact it can have on your life. So I know you said you had some, you know, some science, some details, some, you know, some real thick information on why gratitude is so helpful. Yeah. There's a lot to share about that. I guess I can start with practicing gratitude changes the wiring in our brain, ultimately. So if we want to feel and connect with more positive feelings, then practicing gratitude is going to bring us closer to that goal and outcome. And really, the more we practice gratitude, the less our brain is going to focus on maybe those negative or toxic feelings that kind of leave us feeling stuck 
or maybe unsure in herself or tend to isolate. As a mother, practicing gratitude and the science that we know it helps us find more good is really, really helpful. And I would say it just reason to to want to give it a try, right? Because I know motherhood in the early infant years as a new time mom, like that can be super challenging and anxiety provoking if you've never done that before. All new mothers haven't. And so living and experiencing that there's so much anxiety and then anxiety when it's not cared for can continue to spiral and that can breed if you will you know feelings of irritation aggravation resentment and so to better care for our mental health we can incorporate a practice of gratitude that now can help reinforce in our brain more of those positive experiences that we had and rather instead like create such an amplified like effect on like the scary, bad, or, you know, events that didn't go as well, or we perceive to be as well as we would like. Oftentimes, when we even think about mom hangouts or meeting up with our girlfriends, there's usually a common denominator of what all women can talk about. And that's complaining about how rough it is. So of course, I'll complain about how bad it is. We do a lot as mothers. But personally, I'd rather spend my time and my energy talking about other things that fuel me up and fire me up. And that's where I think the more that we practice gratitude, the less you kind of feel the need to complain about the small stuff or feel the need to allow the small stuff to like hang on you or set in you as much as it could. Yeah, I I, I want to go off like on a little sidebar here just to, to yeah. speak about it a little bit um, in my own experience. And it's not with motherhood necessarily. It's actually when my when my dad passed away. I had a friend of mine who probably a year before my dad died, her dad died. They had a very different dynamic than my dad and I. You know, my dad and I had a very good relationship. Her and her dad had a more complicated relationship. And so there was regret and there was guilt and these things. And she struggled and I was there for her in the best way that I could be. And I remember her starting to shift. And I said, what is this shift about? What is, what's going on with you? She said, I've had to train my brain to not focus on the things that I'm not going to experience with my dad and instead be thankful for the things that I did experience with my dad. And as my dad was sick and I knew he was, you know, inevitably he was going to pass away from cancer. I just kind of put that in the back of my brain. Now, granted, I had a great relationship with my dad. It wasn't this complicated, hard relationship. I have a lot to be thankful for. But I started using gratitude even before he died to be like, wow, I'm so thankful that I have this time. I don't want to give any listeners this idea that we have to be grateful all the time and that that has to be the driving force behind every single emotion that we have. Because I still have times where, of course, where I think about my dad and it brings me to my knees. But because it's been enveloped or surrounded in this idea of gratitude, my time with my dad, I have such a peace about my dad's death. My mind just naturally shifts to that even after I have a, like a moment where I'm feeling really down. I come out of it and I always use gratitude to pull me out of it. I know that's not using motherhood. It's just using life and some of the things that we endure, certainly as mothers, as our parents get older and such. But that's the one time when I really realized how powerful gratitude was. It just becomes second nature now. I just am constantly thinking about how thankful I am 
for the time that I had with my dad and all the gifts that he gave me. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be mad. But when you use gratitude, it can be such a tool to take you to this higher level of yourself, right? And to not get stuck there, like you said, to get stuck in like anxiety or depression or isolation, gratitude Mm -hmm. can be the tool that gets you out. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a lot of research um, that they're doing or that they've already done that where they kind of tested that. They did different groups of individuals that were already participating in therapy and showed, you know, like how these participants that are already participating in therapy what their feelings of optimism, connectedness, you know, kind of positive mental health was at the end of the trial, if they, um, without practicing gratitude. Another group that practiced gratitude and wrote it out. Another group that practiced gratitude and shared it. And just kind of the different results that you got from participating in therapy, participating in therapy with writing out your own gratitude, participating in therapy and sharing your gratitude with others. And it it really is amazing to see in this study that ultimately each level you kind of take, it increases those feelings of feeling more connected to the world you're a part of, feeling more connected to the relationships you're a part of. And that's what the human experience is all about. We are designed as humans to connect. You find so much, it sounds like not only gratitude, but like peace, I think you said in regards to the loss of your dad, because through gratitude, you feel his connection. You feel his connection, your Mm -hmm. connection with him. So gratitude allows us to shift from I to we more easily and without even thinking about it. Yeah, that's really true. You kind of put the words to my feelings there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about the actual practice of gratitude. So again, it's one thing to say, well, I'm going to be grateful today. I'm going to... I'm going to use gratitude today. It's a whole nother thing to actually have this practice of gratitude. So talk to us a little bit about things that we can do to employ this in our daily life as mothers. Well, I always think that there's always that gratitude challenge on Facebook or Instagram, (laughs) whatever social media you're on, right? Where then people post all the things that they're they're grateful for, for all of November, right? Yeah. So earlier, I feel like I dodged your question of like, what is gratitude? What isn't gratitude? And that to me would be an example of it is gratitude, but it's not, I would say, specific enough to be a practice of gratitude, right? And to really start to train your brain to find more of the, you know, connections in life and start to see things in a more connected or optimistic picture from the lens of our brain. And so really just starting with gratitude and how to get going with it, there's just kind of a few little rules. I don't know if you're a fan of rules. I don't really like the word rules, but I don't have anything else right now. Guidelines. Um, there you go. Helpful <laughs> tips. It, it's it's a helpful tip to be specific when we're trying to get started with gratitude. So I'll give you an example. If I say, you know, I'm so grateful that I have two loving sisters. That's a good start, Kelly. Good. That's nice of you to like take a moment and say that you have two loving sisters. That's a good start and be grateful for them. But it's not going to go deep in the 
wiring of our pathways to really give us any change or benefits that we're looking for or would like to experience or see what can happen with this practice. So if rather instead I say, you know, I'm so grateful. My youngest sister just had her baby a week and a half ago and she is just enjoying this new motherhood experience and I get to witness it for the first time tomorrow and I'm so grateful that this baby is happy and healthy and my cousin or my kids get a new cousin in their lives. So not only did that provide more context for you to listen to, but it it provides more context for my brain to want to attach and be like, now I'm thinking about my sister, like literally in this moment, and my heart feels, mm, I'm so happy for her. And I just feel like more warmth inside of me because I was more specific. I connected it to more than just my sister. I expect I expanded it to her current experience. I expanded it to my own children, to my parents. You don't have to go that far. You could even say, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. Now let's expand it because it's so warm and I needed it and was thinking about it the first thing when I woke up this morning. And it really gives me a little bit of alone time before everyone else wakes up. So I'm really grateful to have this quiet cup of coffee this morning. It doesn't have to be as deep about our loved ones all the time. It can be super generic if you want, but still be specific about it. Yeah. We can still be thankful about a cup of coffee. Absolutely. I don't want to live in a world where we can't be thankful about a cup of coffee. Exactly. That I would say is like the first guideline is to be specific because then it's okay. really going to dig in your pathways. I just always picture a little uh, car that they're playing with going back and forth in the carpet and making those pathways in your carpet. Really drive it in and that's going to create the lasting benefits for you. Okay. So be specific. Yes. Guideline number one. Yes. That's, that's really the main one because the next tips or ideas I would have for you or just kind of either to play around with or to feel and see what feels right for you. You can have your your regular gratitude practice and sometimes you can take it up a notch. You know, we mentioned earlier about these gratitude journals that I learned about from that sweet friend. And that is certainly one way that where you can take the time, be specific, writing it out is another good way. Just like we remember from school, if we write out our vocabulary words, our brain is going to remember it a little bit more instead of just practicing it out loud. And some people just aren't journalers, right? It just doesn't. It just doesn't sit right with everybody. So then how do you, what does it look like for you? So is it just where you take a moment and you sit down and you really speak inwardly? Are you speaking outwardly? What does it look like for you when you're practicing gratitude if it's not in a journal? I found driving in the car is my time that I like to incorporate gratitude on my drive into work. There's a a nice little scene on my route that's kind of pretty and quiet. So I'll intentionally like turn down the music. I personally am am connected to God. And I feel like that's a nice way that I say like, dear God, thank you for. And then I'll go through three to five things that I'm feeling grateful for from the night before. Because I'll usually do it on my drive into work. My schedule these days is not as predictable as it was when I was working in the school system. So 
that I found too. Well, dang, I didn't drive into work today. I didn't pass that spot. I haven't done gratitude in like four days. What should I do now? So that was a little trial and error for a while. Like sometimes I would catch myself in the kitchen feeling irritable and be like, just stop. Think, what are you grateful for? Or I'd go back and actually write in the journal while the kids are at school. Or I'll say it like while I'm in the shower, washing my hair, just think about three to five things that I'm grateful for. In the car, I like to say it out loud for some reason. At home, I'd rather just pause and say it in my head. Feel out what feels good for you. I like that you said that you had this visual cue yes, to yeah. that would remind you to think about gratitude, and it was this beautiful thing. So I yeah. think that's a really cool tip, whether it's like you said, you know, holding that warm cup of coffee in the morning and taking that time to reflect on that. If you pray at night or something, you know, to reflect on being grateful, but to have some sort of a cue that reminds you of, hey, it's this time of day, just pause and take a few minutes. And it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It can just literally be seconds. I feel like if you actually practiced gratitude with intent for 30 seconds a day, that's going to really build and exponentially grow. I agree. My sister-in-law told me that her and her friends do something called HLLT. Have you ever heard of this before? I don't know if it's a thing or not. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It's called HLLT, and it's high, low, laughter, thankful. And so at the end of the day... Or even if we're on our way back from vacation or, you know, something cool like a trip or, you know, maybe we've had a really great hike or something like that. I'll ask the kids. I'll say, tell me what your high was of the day. What was the best part of your day? And then tell me what your low part of the day. What was the worst part of the day? And I feel like that's a good thing too, you know, to throw that in there. And then what made you laugh and what are you thankful for? It's really cool to hear the kids' responses because sometimes they just say the most amazing things or sometimes it's just funny and it just makes you laugh. To see them reflect on it too is really powerful. I stole that from her and I need to start doing it again and use it more as a practice. But I think we need to also use those cues to reflect on that when we are struggling. It's very easy to feel grateful when you just had a beautiful time with your family all day. It's a whole nother thing to stop and be grateful and actually wield its power when you're behind in laundry. Mm -hmm. You can't see the bottom of your floor in the kitchen. (laughs) There's dishes everywhere. Talk to me about that. It's probably easier to use it when it's good, when it's happy. But how can you pause and get into the right state of mind when it feels really hard, when you're feeling some resistance to being grateful? I, I feel like I tell my clients, literally pick your head up when you feel that resistance. I feel like this would maybe be another topic for another day, but it's also super simple. Living a mindful life, being mindful of our surroundings. So if we're feeling like this house is a disaster, like this sucks, I I hate walking around this, I'm stepping on all of the toys, I'm going to go, I need to leave. Literally in those moments, like I said, I see a lot of moms and women in, in my practice and moms, you know, in the thick of it, just like us. That's where then, you know, you could easily get the like, well, screw you, Kelly. I don't have time to practice gratitude. Have you seen my house? It's a disaster. I don't freaking have time. I don't even know where my journal is. Pick your head up. I know the floor is a disaster. So is mine. What can we be grateful for above this? And maybe it's 
I have this actual beautiful house. Remember when I bought this house, how excited I was? Or I am I'm just grateful for the things in this house. Although they are crazy messy right now and I'm not enjoying that, we do have a lot of things that bring us happiness and bring us comfort. Or if you're outside with the kids, even just looking up at the sky and feeling a little bit smaller in this world, being grateful for the beautiful day that allows you to be outside, the scenery that you have around you, whatever that is. Maybe there's a huge cool tree that you can take a moment and pause at. Again, it it, it is the tool to pull yourself out of those moments. And we have all been there. Um, You can get bogged down by gosh, I'm constantly having to do dishes. The work is never done in other walks of life. You can feel, oh, I accomplished something. Here's a project that I am done with. Now Mm -hmm. let me reap the the accolades or something. Whereas with motherhood, that's not the case. You're constantly working at it. You're constantly, you know, having to rebuild yourself up, rebuild your kids up. You have a horrible day, but tomorrow's another day, but it can be really draining sometimes. And I think you're right. Like you said, pause, look up, reframe your mindset. We're a family of five. And also right now, Kelly, I haven't had a washing machine or a dryer for two weeks. We are doing redoing our back room and redoing okay. our bathroom. So thankfully though, my mom lives three minutes away. Yeah, And so I've been able to do laundry over there, but I can feel myself just getting agitated because I am definitely triggered by mess and disorder. I've had to just pause and I remember sort of channeling this um, podcast that I heard where it was, try to be thankful for everything that you're doing in your life. When you're walking up the stairs, my foot's going up the stairs, my body is able to do this. Simple little things Mm -hmm. like that, that can take seconds. Or I'm at the sink and I'm doing these dishes and granted, I'm going to wash this dish a million more times (laughs) in my life, but how lucky am I to be able to give my children food and take care of them and have this water. And I mean, to really think about those things. And again, I think it's unrealistic to tell ourselves that we're going to think about that kind of thing and be at that level of thought 24-7. It would be too exhausting. When we do just take the time to focus on those little things, it does really help reframe our brains. And I feel like you can only call on gratitude when times are not as good. If you've already had the practice going Mm. for you, then your resiliency is even stronger. You bounce back a little bit quicker. You bounce back a little bit stronger. And not having that practice in place, it, it can be a little more the opportunity to be more resilient is is not as great. A bad day can uproot you much quicker, throw you into whether it's anxiety or depression or isolation or just tension, anger, whatever it might be, much easier if you don't have this practice. So the first thing you said was to be really specific. Yes. And then I love the idea of having some sort of a cue where you make the time to reflect on something that you're grateful for. And it could be something really slight, like you said, a cup of coffee. And maybe your cup of coffee is what leads you into talking about all the things you're grateful for. Maybe it's at nighttime, whatever that looks like, just to make it a daily practice. Now, you were talking about leveling up. If we're using these cues, if we're trying to make a practice of reframing things, whether we're doing dishes or sweeping the floor for the umpteenth time in a day and pausing, is there another way that we can level up gratitude to embrace it a little bit more fully? 
Yeah. So obviously just saying it to ourselves is kind of level one. Writing it down is level two in terms of the wiring that's taking place in our brain or the rewiring. It's going to make a a more significant impact if we're writing it down. I would say level three is expressing that gratitude. Being able to communicate to my parents how grateful I am to them for, you know, the life that they've created for us, for all of these grandkids to be a part of our family, right? Like actually communicating those things that we're thinking and feeling and spending our time and thoughts on. And now like the next level is going back to that person and sharing with them, like that woman in the beginning of my story where she said she was going to put me in her gratitude book, telling me. Little does she know how much of an impact she has, right? Right. So I would say that is another level. And how does that look? Is that just stopping, you know, taking the time to call your mom or call your dad and say that? Is it writing a letter? You know, what are the different ways that we can actually practice that? Any of those ways. I feel like just the more intentional you are in, again, being specific in regards to why you're sharing this gratitude with them or the gratitude that you are explaining to them, not just being like, mom, I'm so thankful for you. Thanks for being my mom. Going back to the specifics of it, tell her why you're taking this moment to tell her why you're grateful. I feel like that can be done through a text that can be done through an actual letter sent in the mail or a, a gift and in, in saying it to her in person or just saying it to her in person. I feel like that share, giving that gift of gratitude towards someone else is, yeah, that next level and it can be done in any way. I had a journal prompt. I love prompts. I find them mm-hmm. to be so helpful. And one was write 10 things about your partner that you really appreciate about them. And so I was, I was really specific in the 10 things that I appreciated about Vinny and I ended up sending it to him. It felt so good for me to share those things with him. And some of them he knew and some of them I think were actually surprises to him. I've never communicated this to you that I am really thankful to you about this. I just sent it to him in a text message because I wrote it in my journal on my computer and then I sent it to him. And It made him so happy to receive that. And yeah, I was surprised that there were a few things in there, a group of 10, I mean, maybe 10. And there were a few things in there that I had never actually expressed to him. Right, right. It's really silly to think that we don't express our gratitude like that in the people that were around all the time. Right. And that's where I think that is so important because I know... My partner, you know, like I often hear like, you know, I love you. The words are not always as easy or the words don't always come naturally, if you will, like other ways they'll demonstrate their love or their appreciation. And that's right. I do think that expressing it through words does something different because just like you in that text to Vinny, you're like, I thought he would have known. I I show it in other ways, right? Right. But even I was surprised. And these are in my top 10 and I've never expressed them to you. You know, it was um, it was really interesting and very eye opening for me to see that. And of course, when we can show gratitude to our partners, that is going to have a great impact in our motherhood and yes. in our relationship, not only with our partner, but with our kids and just the family life that we're creating. When you're grateful, you're creating this this aura of the home that is so beautiful and I wanted to kind of touch on this a little bit, Kelly. You know, as I said earlier, I'll I do the HLLT thing with my kids. 
how else can we kind of show our kids how to practice a life of gratitude? Because my goodness, if that is the key to being happy and to being joyful, which the research shows that that is the key, how do we show them how to be grateful? How do we start building that skill set with them. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that to see if you had some some nuggets of wisdom to share with us. I feel like exactly what we've already talked about, the practicing of gratitude so that it doesn't have to be a secret or something that is just private to us. That that kind of third level, if you will, of of sharing that gratitude with others and including our kids in that gratitude. So modeling that behavior and saying specifically, like, I am so grateful for you and your lovingness that you just, you know, engaged in helping your brother. That was so sweet. And I'm so grateful that he has an awesome sister like you. So modeling my extension of gratitude for my kids to like see and hear and feel that I think is one way when you're spending your time practicing gratitude at at home and they say, what are you doing, mom? Right. What are you writing about? Tell them, you know, I feel like sometimes we feel like when we're doing our workouts or, you know, doing our journaling time or having our alone time, we often want to like be like nothing. Go back to what you're doing. Right. Because we want our me time. I think that's an awesome teachable and also a nice way to share those moments and hopefully share those moments in a way that your kid is going to be like, oh, that that's cool. Or maybe not that's cool yet, but learn about it and be able to try it on themselves at some point or in some way. Showing them exactly why you're thankful. So speaking that gratitude into them for all the reasons why you're grateful for them and inviting them into our own practice. So you're saying, letting them see us do these things. And, you know, I've always said what we model, that's sort of like my mantra is yeah. what we model is who they become. And so yeah. if we really tap into that and understand how powerful everything that we do is, not only will this practice of gratitude help us and enrich our lives, but it's going to impact our children. Yeah. It will be just how you behave, how you live, how you interact. It will be part of them, embedded in them, and won't be this new concept when they're in their 30s, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Which like you said, all of a sudden it's like, what's this gratitude about? Like this wasn't a thing that we talked about years ago, right? But it's so neat to see people actually talking about this to have this research and to have these conversations about it it is definitely something that you know really floored me when i started to look at the research that was involved in gratitude and my goodness it's free right you don't have to go on an expensive vacation to feel good Mm-mm. i'm not saying you shouldn't it was across socioeconomic status. It was across different levels of success in terms of careers, all walks of life. Just yeah. a practice of gratitude can make yeah. you happy. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Because I feel like you have given us so many things to talk about, to mull over in our heads and practical advice, which is so great. I feel like I can put in my tool belt for gratitude and I know will help me in motherhood. And I thank you for that. Is there anything else that you would like to share on the last level, right? Or maybe not the last, maybe there'll be more in the future if we continue to evolve, but 
doing acts of gratitude. Mm, right? mm-hmm. So like we said, saying our gratitude towards others, but also like giving back because we're thankful. So there's also research that says when we give in acts of gratitude, because we truly feel grateful, we feel generous, we feel that we have the opportunity to give in such a way to help lift someone else up, to help be there for someone else. That is an extension of gratitude as well, rather than feeling of obligation, right? Mm. So giving back because we have to, we're supposed to, it's the right thing to do. We've always done it. That's kind of like, I don't want to say like basic gratitude, but again, it's not going to embed in our brain as strongly and significantly as if we're doing an uh, act of service from a grateful heart that truly is coming from a heart of gratitude, wanting to give back, wanting to improve something or make something better or someone better, right? Or extend our time to someone. Right when you were talking about that, it made me think of how we treat our children, like want my children to listen to me, not out of fear, but out of love. If you can do something in life out of appreciation rather than out of obligation, you're in a much better boy's position to receive all the bounties that that will bring to you in life. Thank you for that because I think that's really important. Take the time to really reflect on it and you can start small. Start off Mm -hmm. your day with being thankful for that cup of coffee in the morning and see where that takes you. And it's little baby steps. You know, I, I remember years ago I was watching it. It might sound silly. I wish I could find it, (laughs) but there was some spiritual teacher and he said, how to use gratitude. He said, just put your hands together in the morning and just say, thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And he said, just that simple act, just putting your hands together and saying, thank you a few times that will start this shift in you. And it can be the catalyst for such huge change in your life. And all that you have to do is try that in the beginning. And I've actually used that a few times when I've just woken up and I'm like, whew, woofty, I got a big day ahead of me. I have a lot to get done and I'm already feeling behind. And it's not even 6.30 in the morning yet, you know? (laughs) And I've just paused and I've said, thank you. Thank you with no even tangible things that I'm like necessarily being specific about, but it puts me in that headspace where then Mm -hmm. I can begin to be more specific with my thoughts. And I thought that was really helpful. I don't know who that guru was, but whoever you are, thank you because I've used that. (laughs) Kelly, thank you for enlightening us with your experience and your background and gratitude. It's super powerful and this is going to be really helpful for a lot of moms as they begin to wield its power. And I think it's so transformative. It's something that we should all be talking about and really opening ourselves up to the power of. So thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Nikki. I'm happy to be here. It was fun. And before I let you go, I've started this thing where I want to ask every guest that I have on the podcast what they're reading or what their favorite book is that they're reading. It can be motherhood related or not. It can be a book that you read 10 years ago, or it could be one that you're just like me two chapters into, but I'm a big reader and I always like to know what other people are reading because I always will add that to my list. So tell me about books that you think that um, we should add to our book list. Okay. Well, as a business owner, I'm currently in the middle of clockwork by Mike Michalowicz, I want to say. So it's all about like systems. I had a friend at my high school job who was all into systems. He was like the system master, the guru of systems, right? So this guy, Mike Michalowicz, I guess is pretty good as well. 
but I actually was thinking about a book in preparation of like meeting with you and talking about this topic right around the same time of starting to like get my own practice of gratitude off the ground. I also read um, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. And it, you picked up on a few things that like he shares in there is like whenever you're starting a new habit, like couple it, pair it next to something that you already do every day. So like you were saying, if you want to start this practice of gratitude, don't make it one more thing on your to-do list. Start it while you're having your cup of coffee like you usually do. So that I thought was a super cool book, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. But um, yeah, and I forgot to say gratitude, I think you mentioned in some way, like it starts to get bigger in us. So when you're starting, it's just like anything else health-wise, right? Like you start to drink all the water and you don't immediately notice clear skin and glowing, beautiful skin. Um, But over time, the benefits start to show up. And that's what happens with gratitude. I remember feeling the more I got into the practice of gratitude, it was like literally snowballing inside of me. And I felt like this beaming coming out of me. That's where I feel like gratitude is so cool that it just grows the more you keep doing it and that you can always come back to it. You can always come back to it and it doesn't have to be perfect. You can level it up. You can level it down for whatever stage of life you're in and use it in those difficult times too. Thank you, Kelly, for everything. You're a wise, wise woman. I, I like to learn and it's fun to talk to other people and see what they're learning in life. Thank you for shining some light on what it looks like, what it is, what it isn't, and kind of spreading the word about it. If you found this episode helpful, I ask that you please share it and also subscribe and leave a review as that helps greatly for other moms to find me. Thank you so much. Remember, we're in this together. There ain't no hood like motherhood.